Looking for hope? Searching for peace? Seeking guidance? In need of confirmation? You've found Safe Space, where desires collide with destiny, purpose meets passion, hearts are unpacked, and vulnerability becomes a necessity. This is Your Safe Space with Pastor Denise Scott-Williams. Let's go. You are now listening to part two of Ministry and Marriage on Safe Space with Pastor D. Not trying to be found, I've already been found, but to become better, to become better in every area of my life. And in so doing, there's a confidence that exudes that goes to you. It's a testament of your strength. It's a testament of your grace that you carry. It's the wisdom that you carry to understand that if I crush her, when she's called, she won't come forth. If I crush her, there won't be any intimacy. If I crush her, there'll be conflict. If I crush her, she will only be compliant, but she won't submit. She will only submit in words, but not in heart. And we have a lot of people in ministry that are called that there is a true anointing of the Lord on their lives. Yet, because of competition, because of insecurities, because of conflicts, because of traditions, because of religion, it causes people to die without being birthed, to die barren. I'm reminded of two women that died barren in the Bible. And that's Absalom's sister and Jacob's daughter. Both were molested. Both were raped. Both were degraded. Both were abused. Both were traumatized. Both were placed in the home and hidden without proper counseling, without being loved in the broken places. As you're talking, I hear the Lord saying it was because of shame, it was because of separation, and it was because of stigma that they remain burned. And that's what is happening today. People have shamed you. People have put a label on you and put a stigma on you. And they have separated, said, you can't do this, you can't do that, and this is this for you. But I'm telling you that in the spirit realm, in the spirit realm, there's liberty in Christ. There's no even male, no female, no bond, no free. That We're all free in Christ. So I, I, I'm not concerned about the flesh. I know I'm a man. You know you're a woman. We have no problems with that. And you know, you know how to come under. I know how to lead. I know how to let you lead. I know how when it, there's been times I've come in to do my program and the Holy Spirit has checked me and told me, get my hands off of it. So it's not about us. It's about him. 
until we as married couples understand that we're in this thing, we're laborers together for the grace of life. And it's not about us. It's about him. We are dead, two dead people. And it's the life that we now live. We live by the faith of the Son of God who died and gave himself for us. It's, it, it's, it, that's why it works, because it's Christ in us again. That's the hope of glory. Amen. Amen. And again, when in headship, you have demonstrated leadership. From we've been married, I don't even know how a bill looks. So you don't have to demand your place. <laughs> You've already taken your place. There is no, you pay the lights, I pay the gas, you pay the mortgage, and I pay everything else. You have established the order. You have established leadership. So who competes with someone who has established themselves, who's been consistent, who has demonstrated what it means to be head? You have taken the brunt of it. You have never asked me to go out there and, and pay a bill. Even when people have blessed me, you will share yours and tell me to save mine. And when you have rooms created like that, where are you going? It doesn't matter if somebody is 6'3", 6'2", 185 pounds, yellow like daffodils, or dark like chocolate. I always say I like my chocolate, my coffee, as dark as my husband. No matter who you are, because of that sacred space that have been created, because of the comfort that have been created, because we travel together, because we do ministry together, because even when we fall out, we look at each other and laugh and see how silly we are and you will say, oh, girl, you're not going anywhere. And I'll say, okay, you'll see, right? But because you have created, and I want to emphasize this, because you have created, you have paid, you've, you've always said, it costs to be the boss. So I don't compete with the boss because the boss pays the bills, right? And you don't do it because you're made to. You told me that you've, that's all you've seen your dad do, and that's all you've done. That way, I come alongside you in ministry and make it easier for you. I do my part. I lead the prayer. I, I do my part. When you travel, I fill in the slots. When you come, I decrease. And when you call on me, I'm right there. Why? because all the natural things are taken care of. And sometimes people on the outside will prejudge. They would have prejudiced about how a marriage should look in ministry. And even though they're gifted and anointed, their wives are bitter, barren, broken, blaming, shamed, and sometimes they leave. Sometimes they leave in their mind. Sometimes they leave physically because they don't want to stay in a place where they can't bloom. And 
oftentimes we will excuse that and then we'll become a part of the shaming process. But I believe as people watch us do business together, and oftentimes you will get into a business venture and do business, and I step back and allow you in your wisdom to do what you're called to do, to do what you're graced to do, and I stay in my place. And I have gone to school so many, 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 many different times. Number one, for the calling to be better. Number two is when you're in the South, most times they would say it's nepotism. That's because you're a bishop. You've just made me or called me into these roles. But I went to school so many times, theological seminary, Strict Southern Baptist, gone to liberal universities just to make sure that I had the credentials, went into the hospitals and did intensive training just to enhance the calling, to make me better, to make me sharper. So people would see that this is not nepotism. This is compatibility. This, I compliment you, you carry me, and then I'm your prayer warrior. I am your armor bearer. I pray for you. I push you in prayer. I celebrate you. I cheer you on, and vice versa, you do the same. Sometimes you will say, you can go first class, and I'll travel coach, and I'll say, no. There's no need for that. We'll do it together. And there are times when you will just go out and bring things home and tell me that's because I wanted it. But it's your love language. It's you showing appreciation for who I am to you. So talk to me about how can marriage be strengthened when both people are called and great grace can be applied in, in, in our calling where our humanity is not damaged, where we're not crushed, where one person doesn't have to win, where one person don't have to say, shut up, get back, sit back, where one person don't have to believe that they're being left behind or their manhood, you know, manhood. It's a big word in our society, in church circles, that your manhood or a woman should not, should not preach or a woman is not called. And even the one of the universities, the theological seminary that I attended and had, to um, degrees from, they don't believe in female pastors. They believe in the evangelists. They believe in the missionaries. But they don't believe that a woman is called to preach. As a matter of fact, they stated that it is devilish. It is out of order. And that woman is in rebellion. And that man is 
is out of order and he does not know who God has called him to be. And so in the community, in the church community, we will hear conversations like this. So most people are discouraged. And and in, in a safe space, when you see the eyes of broken people, it tells a whole lot. And you being secure enough, um, because everything about you is manly, there's nothing infeminate about you. As a matter of fact, your voice is so deep and strong that at times people mistake that for overpowering or, oh my goodness, his voice is so big. But oftentimes you're the first one to say, I'm sorry, or I didn't mean that. Oftentimes you're the first one to say, um, you'll go come bring a trespass gift when I'm the one who lags behind to yield. I've become better over the years because I understand that faith works by love and faith does not flow out of a bitter, barren, unforgiving heart. So learning these things have caused me to take the brakes off, like hang my coat up, take my shoes off, and be at home and look forward to the journey, the changes, the challenges of aging gracefully, not looking for a young whippersnapper, not looking for an opportunity, not running out there just trying to make my name be known. When I was, when I took on your name, I took on all that you are. And so anywhere that I go, I am really conscious that I represent you, that I carry your name. And to me, that represents redemption. When we have been redeemed by Jesus Christ, we were given a new name. So you, me taking on your name, represents redemption in the earth, represents Christ and his bride, represent that Christ and his hope of glory has never bullied, been dogmatic, arrogant, out of control, trying to dominate another person's will. So I believe the lesson that I have learned from you is, is that it's okay to take my place right next to you and that it is a position of power, a position of strength and humility. And over the years, I've seen you demonstrate great humility. And out of that, God gives you great wisdom. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say something and then I'm going to wrap this up um, because I have some things I have to do. So I'm going to talk to Pastor Denise Scott Williams first. And the reason why I say Pastor Denise Scott Williams first, because I give honor to 
Mr. Scott, who birthed you, your dad. And also, I give honor for you taking on my name. And I give you honor for being the senior pastor of All Nations Charlotte, also Charlotte Emanuel Church of All Nations in the great city of Charlotte, North Carolina. So I, I speak to that person and that pastor, Mr. Scott's daughter, and I, I say to you that I, I've been listening, but I want to leave here today, and I want the world to know that it's a safe space to be married. I'm going to say some things that's going to be controversial, and and but you need to hear me out. I don't need Pastor Denise Scott Williams by my side. Sometimes I need Pastor Denise Scott Williams to take the lead. I don't need you to be by my side. I need you to be the pastor and be the lead. I need you to leave my side and go be the lead. Then I want to talk to Denise Williams, my wife. I need you always by my side. And then I want to talk to my baby my girl, my sweet thing. I don't need you by my side. I need you to lay there and to receive. So what I'm trying to say to you is this, is that God has ordained you to be adapted to my needs order to complete me. And we put nomenclatures and we put identities on it and we put positions on it. But I'm trying to tell you, the Lord has ordained me to get to know you. And sometimes, wow. and sometimes in knowing you, you ain't by my side. Sometimes you in the front. Wow. Sometimes in getting to know you, you're not by my side, you on the bottom. Sometimes getting to know you, yes, we walk hand in hand. But for to have a safe space, you got to be able to have agility. You got to be able to, to move when God says move and do what God says do. And that's the role, Pastor Denise Scott Williams, Denise Williams, and my sweet thing. That's why. It's a safe space. Wow, 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 wow. You have heard it here first. Let this be duly noted that when a woman is complete, there is no need to compete. When a woman is no longer barren and she's full, she radiates the glory of the man that she carries his name it is an honor and a privilege to be in a place where you can bloom, 
blossom, spring forth, come forth, know your place, take your place. Know that there's always a seat reserved for you and that you don't have to claw your way, fight your way. You don't have to worry about playing second fiddle. You don't have to fight. All you have to do is walk in the confidence, walk in the assurance, in the beauty, in the gentleness, in the femininity, glow and flow. And so if you're out there today and there have been challenges, conflict, condemnation, confrontation in marriage with your spouse because both are called, let me tell you something. Let God take the lead. Open your hearts and see and smell the fragrance of each other, knowing that you're better together, knowing that when my husband comes home from a hard day, he looks forward to seeing the feminine side of who I am, and I become the woman that he needs at that time. Again, this is your safe space where hope intersect with love. Remember this, God is love. Remember this, we serve a good, good God who wants to do good, good things in your good, good life. And I just want to encourage you and make some declarations over your life that you're called, anointed, appointed, chosen by God to become the diadem, to become the shining light, to become brilliant, bold, beautiful, that when you take your place, that God has called you to become, there's no shaming, no hiding, there's no depression, oppression, suppression, that when the world see the picture of a God-man, a man of God, and a woman of God, they are the envy of society. They are the envy of the town. They are the envy of the city. They are the envy of the church, that the members aspire to become like the man and woman of God, that their framework, that who they emulate are the men and women of God that they aspire to be like, that when the world comes into the church, they see the perfect order of what it means to share space. A safe space. This is your safe space. We are the church. We are the church. God bless you. God bless you. Until the next time. Wow, how inspiring. That concludes this episode of Safe Space. We pray that something was shared that blessed your life and touched your heart. If you're like me, you can't wait for the next episode. So meet us right here at the intersection of life and hope. This is your safe space with Pastor D.